Hey everyone, welcome to Wellness in Chaos podcast. Your safe space for navigating well-being in today's fast-moving world. I'm Maria, the first skin positivity influencer in Ukraine. And I'm Dmitro, a marketing expert who lost over 20 kilos. Join us as we explore topics like dating, body positivity, psychology, nutrition, career and more. Our mission is simple, to inspire you to lead a healthier and more conscious life. Join us and our awesome guests for life-changing conversations. In this episode... But I just kind of want to be a part of that change in the, the social media space and kind of encouraging more of that. The biggest mistake that I see creators do to this day is um, I would say I have a pretty good coping mechanism with uh, like negative comments. But my biggest time management tips, I would say, is I've been doing this for 10 years and only start kind of seeing, you know, these results and being mm-hmm. able to make this my job, I would say maybe in the last three years. So part of why I am so motivated is like because my parents you know brought me and my brother here and I, I i do think a lot about everything that they had to give up it wasn't until my skin really really got bad that i had to still maintain that that confidence and that really put me to the test but i would say it's definitely fluctuated for sure there's been times where i've been really insecure in my skin and really unconfident yeah Lavinia, we hadn't ch- had a chance to meet each other i know you yeah. had a call with Ms. maria no very nice to meet you Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you guys. Yeah, likewise. Nice to meet you. I was very excited to meet you because you, I checked your YouTube, your Instagram account, and I was quite excited to meet you as a, in person. Yeah, no, I'm super excited for this. So yeah, the first time we will have a discussion with a professional podcast speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a professional, but... <laughs> you are. You are. You definitely are. So yeah, to start this conversation i was preparing you for our call i was listening to your episodes actually and mm-hmm. just to have some inspiration and uh, no motivation how to talk that's why I, i'm sure that you are example for many people in different way and uh, many of people who follow skin positivity accounts or acne awareness accounts they know you probably just from one one side and uh, this side is amazing and it uh, and your work makes so much value worldwide but i'm sure that behind every influencer any creator there is much more life and uh, i was trying to deep dive into this while like watching your youtube videos and when you were sharing something personal about your family like even uh, about your education, your dog, your skincare company, and so on and so on. So I was like, oh my God, how is she managing everything in her life? So <laughs> I'm super um, thrilled to know all your secrets today. Yeah, no, for sure. Ask me anything. I'm I'm excited to talk about this. And as you said, like, I don't necessarily talk about it all the time. I mean, I, I sprinkle it here and there, but yeah, excited to what questions you have for me cool amazing so let's start um so welcome again to wellness in chaos podcast our super young podcast and uh to start with so some of our followers know you some of them know mm-hmm. could you please present yourself and i'm sure you're passionate about different things so what are the things 
For sure. So I'm very happy to be here. My name is Lavinia Rosanda. Um, I'm 22 and I'm a full-time content creator and university student. Um, I'm studying a dual degree in chemical engineering and business at the moment. Um, that's really what, like a lot of what my time is filled up with right now, um, school and, and, uh, work. And then I just launched uh, my own skincare company last year called nine to five skin. Amazing. And how, why do you think your work, everything you do is important? Oh, okay. Um, I would say like, well, I started in this content creating industry um, in 2014. So I was 13 years old when I started posting on YouTube. And it really just stemmed out of like my love for beauty and video creating. Um, I always loved watching different YouTubers growing up. But I think it has evolved into a lot more than that because I really started posting content that I wish I saw as a young teenager, especially dealing with acne or just, you know, even when I wasn't uh, dealing with acne, just comparing myself to beauty standards I saw online, comparing my makeup skills and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I was always really comfortable posting like in and like showing my real skin and showing my unfiltered makeup in front of the camera um, in like a YouTube video. But I think when it came to like posting photos on Instagram, because Instagram used to be like a very different space, that's when I'd feel the pressure to like edit my photos or retouch them. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of made the decision I should be like, you know, kind of having the same message all across. Mm -hmm. And it really helped my own confidence journey to just start being more authentic online and kind of push myself out of my comfort zone. So a lot of the content I post is, you know, for kind of what my younger self would have liked to see, but also for anyone else who's going through that, that journey. Um, and I just kind of want to be a part of that change in the, the social media space and kind of encouraging more of that um, unfiltered beauty and just being a lot more mm -hmm. raw and, and real online. So the fact that you were sharing your journey online, it uh, affected hugely your self-confidence, right? Oh yeah, major, just because, you know, if I'm posting videos talking about how to feel confident in your skin, um, then when I'm with myself, I really have to be instilling the advice that I'm also giving, right? So um, I can't be telling people to be confident and then not be doing that myself or giving people tips on how to feel better in your skin and then not doing that myself. So when I tell people, you know, don't look at yourself in the mirror and say all these negative things, it wouldn't be right if I was doing that and then, you know, advising the opposite. So um, it did kind of encourage me and it also made me a little more accountable because it's like if I'm representing this audience and I have to show up and be my most confident self for these people, then it kind of forced me to do that um, in my everyday life. And it just took the pressure off a bit. I think, you know, when I post like a makeup free selfie or post my mm -hmm. acne, um, it's like once it's out there, like what else am I having to lose? Like there's nothing, you know, there's nothing scarier than that. So once I was overcoming those barriers um, online and in my personal life, then then I was able yeah. to really just become my most confident self. Yeah. Uh, I think many skin positivity influencers or body positivity influencers, we all have some crucial post or moment when we decided, yeah, this post or content will change my life. So it was the first time when we posted something without makeup, without edits. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this story when it was for you? Oh, yeah. Um, I think like it didn't really happen that like instantaneous for me just because I've been doing social media for so long. Um, some key moments that definitely stand out for me 
or just when I was just doing YouTube, like no, no TikTok, no Instagram. And I would get the occasional comment of like, oh, it's so nice to see someone else with acne. But I didn't really think mm -hmm. about it at the time because I wasn't necessarily posting. Then I was just posting makeup tutorials. So then obviously I was makeup free at the start of the video and I wasn't thinking of it. Like I'm doing this great thing by posting my skin, but it was those comments coming in. And then I remember doing a video showing how makeup looks in different lighting because I realized like, you know, I do my makeup mm -hmm. and I'm in front of my ring light, but then when I go to the bathroom or, um, or when I step outside into natural light, the makeup obviously looks really different on the skin. So I made a video like that and that one did really well on YouTube. And that's when it made me realize like a lot of people don't know this stuff. For me, mm -hmm. I knew it because I was a creator. Um, yeah. and then from there, I kind of started on TikTok. When I, when I started on TikTok, I actually wasn't really dealing with much acne at all. My skin had really cleared up at this point because I was on hormonal birth control. Um, but then when I got off the pill, that's when my TikTok started gaining more, more viewers. And then at this point, it was kind of just a natural journey for me because I wasn't just going to stop posting on social media because I was already doing that. So I really just had to keep posting, you know, with my skin flaring up either way. And then it kind of happened more unintentionally, me posting that journey. But um, because I was already doing social media so much, it wasn't like I was just going to like stop. So I don't know if there was like an exact mm -hmm. moment, but it's more for me, it was more just like the accumulation over the years of people being like, oh, this actually really helps me when you you post this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the fact that you started to post makeup videos like with unfiltered skin it's still a big difference compared that many people they post on tiktok already with a filter on yeah trying to show that they're bare face but in reality not you know well, it, exactly and i think the difference there was because i started on youtube and i started in 2014 there were no like filters and i didn't know like i would edit on my phone like i had no idea about how you could like <laughs> Uh, edit the video to have filters on it for like YouTube. I think TikTok has totally changed the game because yeah, a lot of people add them. So then when I transitioned to TikTok, obviously I would just film the video regularly. You know, I would never think to like put a filter on it. So I think that's yeah. like the key difference there. But yeah, I totally agree with you. It's it's selling this whole narrative on like that's not actually reality. Yeah. Yeah, Lavinia, and uh, has you always been like that confident, or it's your confidence start to show up only when you started to post things online? Um, I would say like as a kid, I always like did have a lot of confidence and stuff, but it's definitely fluctuated during the years. Um, when I started getting acne at like 15, um, that really took a hit on my confidence. Um, and it, it's funny cause I wasn't, you know, nervous to like show my skin and videos and stuff when I would do makeup tutorials, but definitely like when I go to school, I'd always like be wearing makeup or when I'd go out. Um, and I don't think I really thought it was a lack of confidence for the lo longest time. Um, but then when I really started to think about it, um, and it also affected me like in relationships, for example, like thinking, oh, is my partner going to think of me differently if I, if I have acne and everything? And it really had to be this more internal work. And once I did clear up my skin on the birth control, um, I can't lie and say that didn't give me confidence, but I would say this whole journey of like having acne and then it coming and going, it kind of helped me build more consistent confidence regardless of what my skin looked like. Um, and it wasn't until my skin really, really got bad that I had to still maintain that, that confidence. And that really put me to the test, but I would say it's definitely fluctuated for sure. There's been times where I've been really insecure in my skin and really unconfident. Um, but 
all in all, like I know it, it's a journey and I think just sticking to it as you would like a workout routine or um, anything like that is the most important thing. Whether you have days, like good days and bad days, it's more about like overall consistency rather than how you feel that, that day, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, perfectly. And you moved from Romania to Canada when you were five years old, right? Yeah, I was like, th uh, so we moved here in 2005. So I was like three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And do you yeah. Can you share some maybe moment from your childhood that stands out like a defining experience and experience in shaping who you are right now? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely think part of why I am so motivated is like because my parents, you know, brought me and my brother here. And I, I, I do think a lot about everything that they had to give up to be able to do that. You know, they already kind of had their lives started. They were in their 30s, had jobs, everything kind of going for them. And then they were willing to kind of drop everything and, and start from from scratch. So I always felt like if they did that to bring me and my brother to Canada, then I should be doing everything I can to maximize on that. And I always took that very seriously with my education. I think um, my academics have always been a really huge part of my identity. Up until like recently, I've kind of detached myself a bit more from that because I realized I was maybe putting too much you know, of my self-identity in my, in my grades. Um, but yeah, that's always pushed me to, to work really hard. And then I think also just, you know, the entrepreneurial side and everything, like I always told myself, like, I want to, you know, be financially stable and I want to kind of have control over that. Um, you know, and that's kind of why I took the route I did, uh, school wise. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this entrepreneur spirit that you have, was it always in you or maybe somebody inspired you or some situation because you're a content creator for already 10 years um mm. yeah <laughs> yeah i think well as a kid too and i guess this kind of goes back to to the story of when we we came here so my parents put me and my brother in like a ton of activities just to kind of get us you know more immersed in the culture and learning the language faster and stuff so every day of the week we had you know like mondays we had art class tuesdays we had skating mm -hmm. wednesday was swimming like they literally yeah. put us in everything um from sports to music and then they always told us like we want you to have outside of school we want you to be doing something that you enjoy we they wanted us to be doing like one sport thing and then one like mental thing so i did like piano and dance um and then i did some sports like in school and stuff but i was always doing a lot and then in high school um, I did a cosmetology program. Like we were always doing lots of activities outside of school. So I think that helped both me and my brother with like, just, you know, diversifying and finding things we, we like. Um, I mean, I think I always knew that I wanted to run a business. I always just had that incline as a kid. I also always wanted to be an adult when I was younger. Um, I, I remember being like, eight years old and I had like a key card to my room because I thought it was like my office. Like I always wanted to like <laughs> yeah. have a job and like go to work. Like I always wanted that. So now that like I am, I always say like, and now I'm 22, but I feel like I'm like 30 because I like, I feel like I'm just like, you know, in the, <laughs> the next um, kind of stage in, in my life. So I've always kind of wanted to, to grow up and, and work and I've always had that inclination to run a business but I've always just had lots of ideas flowing and even when I started this my podcast loud talk I remember coming to my mom and I'm like do we still have that mic um around because I used to be really into music uh -huh. and she's like oh gosh she's like what are you doing now like my parents would always say when I was little like I could not I was always just like bored of 
every like I would start something and then bored of it and I'd want to start something else. So I think that's part of it. And I think that's why I like content creating so much because it's always changing and there's always something new that I can do. But it really just started out of like passion and now like it's become my my job. But um I didn't like start it thinking, okay, like I'm gonna make this work as a as a career. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like once I was reading your comments that like you you shared your age online or you ask ask the question like right. hi guys, uh, how do you think how old I am? Yeah, and people yeah. started to reply like this around like thirty numbers I- because, <laughs> because of your experience, extreme experience yeah. in everything <laughs> that already a businesswoman with you know many jobs, many plans, and it's like yeah, it's it's true like. It's like when you say your number, sometimes I just want to distinguish personality from numbers. Numbers are nothing. Experience is everything behind each person. For sure. It's so funny because at that point when everyone was guessing my age and I said it my real age after, I got so many messages of people like apologizing, being like, I, I didn't mean to call you old. And I'm like, no, it's okay. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, that was funny. Yeah, there's physical age and uh, I guess mental age. And yeah. when you have so much experience in your life, you just uh, progressively get mature regarding mm-hmm. of your physical age. So maybe it's the same thing that you experience as well. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. And you have mentioned uh, to me once that your parents are your biggest inspiration. Why? Why do you think so? Um, I think it goes back to just the whole idea of like, you know, they they were able to kind of start everything from scratch in, in their thirties for, for me and my brother. And that's definitely stuck with me a lot. I know even um, this summer, like I went back home to Romania and my grandma found like um, documents from when my parents applied to, to move to Canada. And one of them was like just my dad's handwriting of like what they wanted to say and, and the reasons. And one of their top things that they said was we want to like provide our kids with a better life and everything. Um, and I was like trying, like I was doing the math in my head, and I'm like, well, you guys applied to move to Canada before me and my brother were even born. So I, that really hit me hard because I was like, wow, like you guys were thinking about, you know, your kids' futures before you even had kids. So um, I think that's always just pushed me. Like I, I want to make the most of what I can. And that's always just been a big like push in terms of like my education and stuff for sure. It's like how you show that how much you're grateful for everything you have. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like they had to like, you know, redo their um, education. It's not the same, like it's just not recognized the same here, which is really unfortunate. And that's like a whole nother conversation. But um, then it's like, you know, I'm given this chance. So like I need to capitalize on like that and um, make sure that I'm getting the most on my education if they, they did this for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so amazing. You know, when parents give you so many opportunities when you are a kid, just to try out things and understand what is good for you, what is not good, and just to have this amazing experiences. So it's definitely, good. yeah, birthday money on like makeup and doing these videos that like no one was watching, but they just like trusted what I was doing, and then they knew it made me happy. And now, like, I wouldn't be here today if I they didn't kind of just let me explore that avenue. Yeah, amazing. And I have a question regarding your education. So you choose you choose a chemical engineering, right? Mm-hmm. And it's quite specific. And I wonder, like, uh, why did you choose this field, and uh, how do you see it influencing your future ventures, and specifically in skincare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't like in high school. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I um, always maintained super high grades, and I was really inclined towards like science and math. Um, and I, I didn't think of engineering at all because I just 
I didn't know much about it, to be honest. I just thought like, oh, I don't really think I want to do that. I knew I didn't want to go into like anything medicine related. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just like go into business. Cause I feel like when we're younger, we don't really know like all the options out there. We really just think of like the main, main like five jobs that you could have. Um, so I thought, okay, maybe I'll just go into business, but I just didn't feel like it was like everything that I could do, especially since I, I really enjoyed like physics and all of that. So it wasn't until my, actually my high school physics teacher told me, you know, would you ever be interested in engineering? He like signed me up for like this job shadow. And then just like through talking to more people, I'm like, oh, maybe I would like engineering and maybe it's more than just like building bridges, which I really was not interested in. Um, and then I knew that uh, I did like some research and I knew that with chemical engineering, then you could then go into cosmetic engineering. So I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, maybe I can bridge the gap between um, my love for like math and science. And then also my love for like cosmetics and um this whole industry so the school i go to like where i'm at it's very oil and gas focused and even when i was working my internship it was very oil and gas focused but um you do get a lot of knowledge in like the principles of process and everything so i don't know exactly like what i will do with it later on but i think it's yeah. um a really good degree to have and you learn a lot about problem solving and just how to tackle different situations so you can kind of use it um in every industry and I think too like with building my brand and stuff it does give me a bit more credibility to to have that background and then with my business degree you know um kind of just yeah aid my my business um in that sense too chemical engineering and business it just sound super sexy yeah I'm almost done but I'm yeah I'm definitely at my like I'm definitely at my uh burning point here <laughs> like I'm ready to be done <laughs> And how many years do I need to study more? Um, so I have, um, I'm, we'll be done engineering this, this semester. I'll be getting my, in Canada, we get like iron rings. Um, if you're an engineer, so every engineer gets like a ring that they wear on their pinky. And it's basically like a promise to society that you will work to protect, um, society and like what you are working towards. Wow. Um, yeah. and then business I'll be done, um, next December. So you are doing just two separate educations. I, I thought it's like together combined, but it's two it separate is, educations. It is combined. So I'll graduate both of them at the same uh -huh. time. I'll graduate mm -hmm. both next year. It's just the way I took my classes. So technically right. I'll be done all my engineering classes this semester and then I'll just have a few more for business. Yeah. It's just Whoa. the way I like structured my class. But yeah, it is a combined program. Yeah. Wow. Sounds amazing. And the time flies fast anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we care about our mental health and we sleep yes. enough, eat enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And we cover enough. And uh, I want to go back to content creation topics. Since mm -hmm. I have mentioned, like, you started your YouTube channel 10 years ago. So yeah. you definitely saw how it's changing. What's the biggest changes you have seen so far? How do you think? Oh, it's, it's changed so much. I just think like the, I mean, the biggest thing that everyone knows, like attention spans, like people, you know, really do enjoy just like watching a TikTok. And I think even TikTok is changing now because people find it hard to even sit through a few minute TikTok versus like a YouTube video. Um, for me, I'll always say like, I'm still like a YouTuber at heart. I still post on YouTube consistently just because that's what I love to do. I love to like just sit down and, mm -hmm. and film a video or even if it's a vlog, um, I think it's, it's more my forte, of course, like I, TikTok's my biggest platform right now and I'm, I'm posting on there consistently too, but my heart will always be with YouTube and I do hope that 
you know, eventually people do go kind of back to the long form because I do really enjoy that. Um, but I think it's changed a lot. I think, you know, in terms of even just um, being more realistic online, that's changed a lot. I think people have more awareness of kind of that social media versus reality as well. And um, I mean, social media has only been around for so long that we're still seeing the effects mm-hmm. of it now and we'll keep seeing the effects of it later on. Um, I think it's such a great place for so many reasons because it's allowed people to come together and and find kind of their community but of course there's a lot of negative that comes with it too but it's definitely evolved and I think the biggest thing about being content creator is being adaptable and always willing to hop on what's kind of new like I was very stubborn at first when TikTok came out um, because I didn't get on TikTok till like 2021 so Mm -hmm. a bit later and I was very much like no like short form's not for me I do YouTube but like um definitely like I wouldn't be where I was today if I didn't get on TikTok so I think the biggest thing is you just have to be adaptable and like you know if Instagram wants you to be posting reels post reels if TikTok wants you to be posting stories like you honestly just have to be adaptable if you want to make that work and just you know work with the platforms you have to then build the platforms that you really do enjoy so you can use only one channel right you have to use all of the channels possible I would say so like I mean there are lots of creators that I know that only post on TikTok or only post on Instagram I just think like it's probably best to just be posting everywhere because you also never know like where people want to go and you know one day like an app could be really popular and then the next like no one goes on there right so um, I think it's best to diversify as early on as possible um, and just kind of keep up with with all platforms that you can yeah and you said that you enjoy more uh, long-form content right Mm -hmm. and uh, like in your opinion, what do you think, uh, what makes uh, a good long form video content? And uh, for those people who want to start, like, should they care about all this, uh, you know, equipment like microphone, good camera, or just they just should start? I would always say just start. I actually didn't get a, a camera for my YouTube channel um till last year i filmed all my youtube videos on my phone um i just used like the back camera and obviously as the phones get better the quality gets better but like i look back at some of my old videos like the quality wasn't great but like i made it work you know i was posting i didn't even have like lights or anything i just filmed in front of a window i didn't have a tripod i would like balance my phone on like books or something so i would just say always just start like there's no point to you know kind of invest all of this money into like equipment stuff like you might not even enjoy it right so like just start and start out of passion I think the biggest mistake that I see creators do to this day is start something with the idea that they're going to blow up overnight and it's going to be this whole thing and they're going to live that social media dream because that's not again that's not reality and unfortunately that's what's shown on social media which can be a bit deceiving um like I've been doing this for 10 years and only start kind of seeing you know these results and being mm-hmm. able to make this my job, I would say maybe in the last three years. So when people are like, oh, I tried posting for a month or I bought like this fancy <laughs> camera and everything and it didn't work. I'm like, well, just keep doing it for 10 more years and then we can we can have a conversation, right? But um, I think just you should start for the right reasons. You should start out of passion. And if you are starting out of passion, you'll just start it with what you have and build up from there. If you have the money to spend on a camera or equipment that's awesome but like don't go into it kind of expecting like a huge return from from the start if you do get like if a video goes around that's great but it's like don't go into it with that mindset because i think it will only lead into like disappointment yeah and 
did you have such moments when you were thinking, no, I don't want to do that anymore. It doesn't bring me any results and I want to give up. Did definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I put so much time and effort into my YouTube channel. I was posting three times a week, every single week, um, and not getting that much return out of it. And I felt really discouraged because I'm like, I'm putting in so much work and effort and I feel like I'm not getting the recognition I deserve. And especially when I would get comments too, being like, your videos are so underhyped. Like, how, how do you not have more views? Right. Um, I'd be like, this is really frustrating. But the biggest thing now is I really do think everything in life happens for a reason and you have to just, if you trust in your path, you really just have to keep up the hard work. And um, I even had someone ask me, like, you really posted on YouTube for this long, just like, you know, and not getting results. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I loved it. And of course, it would have been great to get that like validation through the views. But I'm now thinking about it like I have, you know, this is my job right now and I'm in my last year of school and mm -hmm. it's hard to balance every day, like, you know, between like trips and um, projects and stuff. Like it's so hard to balance right now in my last year of school. But if I would have had this much work at the start of my university career, I wonder would I still be doing it? Would I still be pursuing it? Would I have mm -hmm. more, um, yeah. like more resentment for my degree because I'd be like, it's holding me back from. So now I'm at the end of it. So I'm like, you know, timing is everything. And I do think everything happens for a reason. So I'm very happy that I didn't gain like all that, you know, earlier on, because I think I wouldn't be where I, I am today. And I also think it shaped me more as an individual to put in all that hard work and to now be getting um, the recognition because then I... Right now, I want to make a quick pause. As many of you guys know, I used to have severe acne condition. Right now, my skin is not perfect. Sometimes I'm breaking out, get acne scarring and pigmentation. And I can get upset. I'm just a human being. And the tool that helps a lot my skin and mood is red light therapy, especially this red light therapy LED mask by Current Body. I use it over six months and what I have noticed. My skin feels glowing and acne scarring fades away much faster. Additional bonus, it was scientifically proved that LED light therapy helps with our mood, especially during these dark days. I use this mask or in the morning or in the evening, depends when I have time. It takes just 10 minutes to care about your skin. If you want to try this LED mask by Current Body, I have 15% discount for you. My code is Maria with double I C B. Also, the link is in description box was able to understand that hard work more. I think the dangerous part is creators nowadays who, you know, will film a few videos, put in some time, and then they get all those benefits right away because um, I don't want to say it's like handed to them. That's not the, the right wording, but I just don't think then they recognize. Um, and then when, you know, views maybe go down and they're not getting that same um, mm -hmm. validation, I think it's harder for them to be like, oh, like I just need to keep being consistent with it. So that's, that's the most important thing. So overall, like, yes, I was definitely, there were times where I was very discouraged, but now looking back, I'm very grateful for the journey that I've had. Yeah. And Lavinia, do you think like uh, most of the creators, they start uh, posting just for sake of ma making money and forget that it's not their ultimate goal? 
I think a lot of people do. I don't want to say all because I think there's still lots of people who yeah. do have passion in the industry and just have a message they want to share. Um, but yeah, I do think a lot of people maybe start for the wrong reasons and then they don't feel as motivated and then they do feel burnt out quicker posting a video. Like for me, filming and video creating and doing things like this, like fill my cup and, and bring me energy. And of course, there's some days where I'm like, uh, like, you know, tired from it because I do this every day. But all in all, majority of the time, I do feel more energized from doing what I love. So I think that's that's the biggest thing. Like people have to really look at it and be like, is this something I truly love? Do I have um, intention with this? Do I have a goal behind this? Rather than, you know, the, the money's great, the the uh, brand deals and all of that, is, it's great, but it's like, what's your, what's your goal and what's your message behind all of that, you know? By the way, what is your the most favorite moment through all this content creation, well, uh, like content creation work? Like I know mm -hmm. maybe receiving some comments or maybe while filming or editing, what is your favorite thing? Well, there's a, there's a few things I can say. I would say the biggest thing is like just kind of an escape. It's always like an escape. Like when I can just like sit down and film. Um, there's definitely been some moments where I've gotten you know like brands send me products from brands that I would save up. Um, yeah. I, I would say like a big one was like Mac cosmetics for me because I remember saving up to buy a lipstick from them. And I like spent so long trying to decide what color to get. And I think because I spent so long, I ended up buying a color that I actually never used because I'm like, this is such a big moment. Like I only can pick one, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so then when I got, got packages from them, that was like one of those, it just kind of like healed my inner child because I was like freaking out yeah. on the inside. Um, and then I'd say another like really special moment was when I went to LA with Mac again, because mm -hmm. I got to bring my brother and my brother's actually the one who created my YouTube channel. Like, you know, 10 years mm -hmm. ago. And now he's my uh, video editor for my podcast and my YouTube channel. So that was a really special moment because it was like very full circle that I got to bring him and it was with a brand that like I could never even dream of like affording when I was younger. So um, that was a very like pivotal moment. I think I was like standing there and just thinking like, am I like really here right now? Or is this like a dream? It <laughs> felt like really, really insane. Yeah. Wow. Pinched me, me moment. Yeah, it, exactly. A lot of like the imposter syndrome too of just like, why am I here? But that's another conversation for sure. Wow, cool. And a question, like how do how much do you usually spend like daily or weekly for creating all the content you have? Like on all the channels? Yeah, it, it's tough to say because it, it fluctuates so much. Like my day-to-day -day looks probably very different than if I wasn't in school. Um, because you know, like I would say, you know, certain days of the week I'm at school, like I leave my house at 6.45 a.m. and then I don't get home till like 6.45 p.m. So there's not much like content room for those days. But then the days that I don't have classes, you know, I try to spend more of my time doing content. So um, I don't know, on average, like in a week, I'd probably spend like more like close to like a full-time job doing content. But then um, when I have a week off like from school or something, then I overload on that to try and and kind of, um, you know, get more content so that I have stuff to post when, when school gets busy, for example. So it, it really varies, I would say, um, a lot. Like, it, it, yeah, it just really depends. Like, there's some weeks that are super, super crazy. And then other weeks, you know, I've recorded a lot last week, so I can post post that content. But um, I would say, like, maybe mm -hmm. it, probably, it probably averages out to, like, a normal job. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have kind of, like, this 
uh, social media dependence when you are checking constantly the comments or social media? And if yes, do you have any tips how to deal with that? For sure. I mean, yeah, I can't lie like and say, oh, I don't read my comments. Of course, I read my comments. You know, I want to see what people um, are thinking of the content stuff. Um, I would say I have a pretty good coping mechanism with uh, like negative comments. Of course, there's been ones that get to me. And I would say the only ones that really do affect me are when they attack like my personal being. Like if they say something about my looks or whatever, I don't I don't care about that because like they don't they don't know me like it's just a random comment. Um, but when people kind of attack my how should I say this like a lot of times people do make assumptions without kind of getting to know me mm -hmm. first um I remember someone like someone commented like oh like um you're just so lucky to like you know have um all this stuff and I that kind of impacted me because I'm like I wouldn't say I'm lucky like I put in a lot of work I'm very grateful and I'm very privileged to like be where I am today but it didn't just come without any work right so to those comments I usually will respond and say like hey like actually like I've been doing this for 10 years I've been you know I, I used to be in your position then um I usually find that turns into a very positive interaction where the person is like oh I'm I'm sorry I made that assumption it's kind of a learning lesson for them as well to not kind of jump to conclusions like that yeah. but um I would say the biggest tip is don't take anything personally and look at comments very neutrally right like even if there's a hundred comments of people saying they love you so much and they think you're the greatest, like don't take that too literally because again, those people don't know you and it can get to your head really easily. And then also on the vice versa, if a hundred people are saying they hate you, don't take it. Like you have to just look at everything as a neutral opinion um, and take it as it is, but also always be open to constructive feedback, right? If someone's telling me I hated this video because the audio was bad, I shouldn't be like offended. I should just be like, okay, yeah. I do to fix the audio you know maybe they could have said that differently yeah. but that's like you know so um yeah just don't take anything too personally I mean online is online I think um if it helps certain people to block out certain comments or not check their comments definitely do that for me it doesn't personally affect me that much and if anything I think one of my best coping mechanisms is actually to kind of like play fun at the comment like if someone makes a stupid comment like calling me ugly or something I'll just like respond with like um like a video where I do like an insane makeup transformation to kind of like yeah. make their point, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they feel dumb yeah. for commenting it in the first place. So um, stuff like that. But I never really like get all try to argue with people in the comments because there's no there's no point to do that. It's just a waste of time and energy. Yeah, I love your way how to deal with this nasty comment <laughs> yeah. show. Like not in a, not on purpose, matter. but just to use this comments an opposite way. Yeah. And uh you have your skincare brand that is called Nine to Five. And you yeah. created this skincare brand for men together with your friends or as I understood or um students like uh, can you tell us more about the behind story? Why did you decide that, yeah, we need to have this specific line? Yeah. Um, so first off, the line, yeah, it was started specifically, like, to target men's skincare goals. Now we actually, we just released yesterday that it's rebranded to, like, skincare for all. Um, and I'll, I'll explain a bit of that. So basically, I was working last year. I was on internship working um, an engineering job, like, typical 9 to 5, um, Monday to Friday job and, in office. And, um, one guy that was on my team, he's a mechanical engineer and we actually lived like super close to each other. So we would always take the train and just talk like business. Like he's very entrepreneurial mindset. So we would just like go back and forth with different 
ideas and I would always bug him telling him like you need to be wearing sunscreen like you don't understand and he's like I don't you know I don't deal with skin issues I'm like no you need to be wearing sunscreen um so because of that then he was like asking me okay what other skincare do I need all of this so that's kind of where the conversation started and then I remember he was asking me like you know um about creating a skincare line how hard that would be and we really just like it just came out of conversation um and I had worked in formulation a bit before and then obviously like I have a lot of background in the cosmetic industry but um he he didn't he didn't know anything about skincare like all of that so that was very new and then we were like okay how hard could this really be to just like start it on our own so we just got to planning we knew nothing about starting like a line we really just like researched and like started ordering ingredients started uh, mixing formulas in my old apartment um it was very like you know just like testing and everything uh we started designing our packaging like it was very just like baby steps of like okay we would do this thing and it's like okay what's next we got packaging what's next we do this so it took us like about four months to finalize our formulas and basically we wanted to create uh, the idea behind the brand was to create a very simplified system um so our system's three steps but i found a lot of skincare systems out there that you know usually have just a couple steps they always miss something they're either missing sunscreen mm-hmm. or they're missing a cleanser or they're missing um you know a retinoid or a treatment product so i'm like why is no one targeting like just the main essentials that you actually need in a routine because every time i get like a set from a skincare line it's like okay i need to add my own sunscreen to it or i need to add my mm-hmm. own to it so you always still need to end up getting something else so we created you know products that are like three and one two and one that have like everything you need all in the one product but that's not like a, a men's body wash that like is like a nine in one. You can like wash your car with it and you can wash your face with it too. You know, like it's, um, it's actually like backed and like we have really good ingredients in it. So that's how that started. And we finished our formulas in about four months. And then we spent another like four months testing them with our friends and just getting feedback on them and everything like that. And then we just launched last September um, brand. And then we wanted to target men because we think there's a lot of like misinformation around skincare with men you know they're not really prioritizing it not seeing the the benefits the one issue though is we thought you know if we say it's skincare for men men will be more confident to use it and we thought women will use it regardless but we actually saw the opposite effect of women thinking oh this isn't for me because you know it's targeted at men so we were like let's just remove all of that from it let's just make it skincare for everyone it's you know uh neutral like a gender neutral set that's just really for the person on the go who doesn't have a lot of time for um like a super hectic routine it's nice three easy steps and our products have no fragrance to them they're just you know very simple but still get the job done um you know simple but you're not losing out on like any of the important ingredients that you need on a daily basis so um that was yeah that was the backstory of the brand that's kind Mm -hmm. of today and um yeah it was just the two of us that that started this and and kind of work together to create this brand. You know, when I saw your skincare brand, one of my first thoughts were like, okay, if a girlfriend of the guy who bought your skincare uh, stays over his place and she doesn't have any skincare, so she can easily use his skincare. Yeah, and it would be so perfect. And it's like, you know, like a perfect, uh, like St. Valentine's Day. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's so easy for that. Like, I mean, I never like, that's the my boyfriend only uses nine to five now and um i never have to bring my skincare because i i like i just use i just use the the products from us so yeah it's um 
it's definitely been like a lot of like work in progress and just like taking little steps at a time since it's um, very like new, but it, uh, all, all good things take a lot of time to grow. And I think that's another thing like with social media, I think people only show like the huge successes and like, you know, the overnight growth, but yeah. um, any big brand you see out there has taken time to grow. It doesn't just happen overnight. So that's really just what we're um, working on right now. Does a uh, uh, connection with many skincare brands help you in this case? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I've met so many amazing founders who are just so willing to, um, to share their insights who have been in the industry, yeah. who have been, you know, running their brands for 10 plus years. And they're like, you know what, like, these are the things that I did at the start that I would avoid. These are the things that I would advise and just, um, really, really great people that have kind of, you know, given me their, their mm -hmm. tips, um, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, definitely. And even just like having the ability to try so many products has allowed me to find the holes in the market and see like, okay, what, what's missing and what could we, what, what mm -hmm. could, we, could add value for sure. Dimitra, by the way, I want to ask you right now, yeah, I, do, I want to ask you, do you use any skincare? Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, I don't have any skincare routine. And I wanted to ask, like, what's the, the main risk not to have a skincare for anybody? The, the biggest thing is sunscreen. Like, out of all things, like, you know, there's a, m a bunch of amazing skincare ingredients that you could be using. But the biggest risk with not using skincare is not using sunscreen. And a lot of people think, you know, oh, like, you know, it doesn't affect me. Like, even if you're sitting inside, UV rays come through and it's not just about um, burning or, you know, color, like tanning the skin. It's about the actual damage that it does to your um, skin cells since it actually accelerates the aging. Um, so, you know, and then potential risks to like skin cancer and um, different things like that. So overall, sunscreens, yeah, the biggest, the biggest risk you run by not by not doing that. And then of course, when you use the sunscreen, you should be washing it off at the end of the day so that it's not like clogging your pores and stuff. So that's why then we bundled it with the cleanser and then we put in the, the night cream with the retinol that kind of um, helps reverse like the effects that you may get from like some sun damage. Okay, okay. So I should start using uh, at least sunscreen, right? Yes, yeah. sunscreen, I would say number mm -hmm. one. <laughs> sunscreen and uh, some simple cleanser would be yeah just perfect. take it off at the end of the day yeah exactly yeah, i need to check i need to check it yeah it's always uh, such a question to use spf during the winter when it's like just so gloomy so dark daily do you use uh sunscreen in canada during the winter oh yeah and actually where i live it's the sunniest city in calgary so wow. we get sun 24 7 oh not 24 7 we, it's like dark most of the day, but when we do get sun, it's sunny. So, um, very important. But even if you live somewhere cloudy, uh, the sun does not care if there's clouds outside those UV rays, they might be like filled, you know, not as strong, but they're still, um, getting to your skin. So it's so important. And even we've educated people, um, of darker skin tones, like my boyfriend, he, he has much darker skin than me. So at first when I met him and he wasn't using sunscreen, he's like, I don't need sunscreen, you know, like it it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Uh, my skin's like naturally protected. And I'm like, yes, like, mm -hmm. from, you know, burning. Cause there's two types of UV rays. There's UVA and UVB. UVB is what um, burns the skin. So when people have um, darker skin, that's kind of protecting them. They have that natural um, SPF factor in there, but UVA rays don't care what your 
what your um, natural skin tone is. That's what causes the damage in the skin cells and can cause like, because that penetrates deeper. So um, regardless of your, you know, gender, skin tone, whatever, um, even your environment, like you mentioned, if it's cloudy out, you should be using sunscreen, I would say daily. And no one uses like the actual recommended amount, like, you know, the recommended two yeah. fingers full of like an SPF, like at least 50, but it's like, at least you should be using something you know rather than rather than nothing for sure yeah and like i guess like many factors affect aging not only like uh using uh skincare right like nutrition your habits and uh let's say if you have bad nutrition in place or oh, yeah. habits can it be can uh using some uh good skincare routine be solution in this case i would always say it's not a solution it's just another factor that you should be taking yeah. into place um that's the that's the misconception with you know even my struggle with acne a lot of people just immediately assume oh it's because you have a bad skincare routine oh it's because you're using bad products and it's like no it's like this is you know a different health issue that i'm working on in um in tangent with with my skincare routine but um i would say skin skin health you know 30 percent of that might be your skincare routine the rest of it definitely as you mentioned comes from your nutrition your health your your sleep your stress all of that and i know for me like i'm under a lot of stress with school so then that causes me to break out and that's something you know i, I have to work on but unfortunately as like exams are still around and stuff that'll just uh keep being there so it's definitely i wouldn't say use skincare to reverse we use skincare to prevent um you know, damage and all of that in yeah. in conjunction with with other healthy habits like drinking enough water, eating well, sleeping well, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah amazing. Dimitri, you will just go on other level of your health improvements if you add sunscreen. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to age fast. I want to be young and uh, handsome for long. Yeah, it's all about just aging gracefully, right? Like I think also there's so much like bad like you know energy around like aging and this whole like mm -hmm. everyone's so scared to age and i mean at the end of the day it's such a privilege to age but if we can um just allow the skin to be in its healthiest state while we age i think that's the the best thing we can do yeah the topic about aging is especially around females it's very sensitive for females because for men yeah the world doesn't talk so much about that definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, like letting that natural aging will occur. And I think that's something we should all be so grateful for. But um, of course, we don't want to like accelerate it. Right. So that's why yeah. and, and sunscreen's not just about the aging, but it's also just preventing, you know, and that's protecting, from, you know, yeah, skin cancer and, um, you know, different dark spots and stuff like there's so many different benefits to why you should be. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lavinia, and you cover so many roles in your life, as we already know, being a student, engineer, content creator, entrepreneur, daughter, sister, girlfriend, mm -hmm. dog owner. Please share with us all your time management tips, how you're able to <laughs> deal with everything. For sure. me, you are time management queen, to be honest. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been a long time coming. And I think one of the biggest things that did help me is that I've just been so spread with my time ever since I was little. Like I mentioned, my parents just put us in everything. Mm -hmm. um, so we always just had to be really good at that. And especially when, you know, me and my brother didn't drive when we were younger. So I'd be like, okay, we're going to his hockey game. Then we're going to my thing. And then I have to, do, I would do my homework at the, the ice, you know? So we would always have to find like 
the time to do everything. And I think that really helped me to where I am now. Um, also in high school, because I did cosmetology, I would have class all day and then I would do like cosmetology in after school. So like that also, you know, that's what I mean. Like just my whole life, I've had a lot going on, which kind of, I think allowed me to, to be where I am today. But I think it is like also in my nature. Um, my parents are always like, you drive us crazy. Like just like slow down for a minute. So there's good parts and bad parts with it, I think. But my biggest time management tips I would say is most people don't realize how much time they have. It's just how they're dividing it up. And I would say the busier you are, the more you actually figure out that you have more time for things because you have to make time, you know, like if you have more free time, you're more likely to delay things or be like, Oh, I'll do that later. Cause I have time. Whereas if you're super busy, it's like, I only have this hour to do this. So I'm going to get this done. And you actually end up being more productive in that manner. Um, yeah. The next thing I would say is definitely productivity. I mean, uh, sorry, prioritization because you know I have a lot of friends in school who say oh I don't get good sleep I don't you know I stay up every night really late because I'm busy I'm a student and I always say you know like I'm able to go to bed super early every day even though I have like a full-time job and everything but it's just about what you're prioritizing and I didn't always do that I there was many nights that I you know sacrificed my sleep for school but now I think I've understood more the importance of that so it's really just about managing that and carving out time, I would say. Um, for me, you know, school's really important. And I have my classes and there's things I need to get done. But um, I think it also helps that I really enjoy my job. So then it like pushes me to do that. Sometimes it's hard to take myself away from my job to do school because it's like, oh, I just want to keep like making videos and editing stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously, as you mentioned, like family and friends play an important role in it. I think having people in your life that understand um, your schedule and understand your goals and priorities is super important. Like me and my partner, he's also very self-motivated, self-driven. So we really respect our time um, during the week that we're both like just focused on our work and everything. And then we, you know, carve out time on the weekend to spend some time together um, and have that dedicated time. So I think like it's really important to have people in your life that support what, what you're doing and support um, your dreams. And I think anyone who doesn't and anyone who's like, oh, come on, like, you know, you don't need to be working mm -hmm. now or doing this and this and this. I think just yeah. having that conversation of being like, hey, like, I'm doing this because it aligns with my goals. It doesn't mean it aligns with yours, but like, you know, you can support me through that or or maybe they're just not, you know, the right person to have close to you. So yeah. um, that's one of my biggest things. But the second thing I just would say is a lot of people just keep telling themselves, like, I'm just too busy. I'm too I, I hear that all the time. I really try to um remove the word busy from my vocabulary and people uh, I would ask people at work oh how have you been I'm just so busy I'm just so busy and I when people ask me how are you doing I really try to like restrict myself from saying that even if I have a million things going on because at the end of the day like I chose to do this degree I chose to do this job and mm -hmm. take this on so like although we all love complaining about stuff sometimes I, I'm trying to like yeah. work on that and not not be in that uh ranting mindset where I'm complaining about things and um, you know, when you are super busy, you just have to take things one thing at a time, you know, and it can get very overwhelming, but I would say writing things down and kind of be like, okay, what's top priority? Let me get this done first, you know, and then restricting yourself being like, okay, I will do this. And, you know, you have to set those boundaries with yourself in your day to, to be able to balance all those things. And 
I think the biggest thing to realize too, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm going on a long tangent here, but that's perfect. <laughs> I don't think what I do is for everyone. I think that's the biggest thing to recognize. Like, for example, me and my brother are very different. And, you know, even though we grew up in the same household, did a lot of things the same when we were growing up, he cannot like handle uh, like the, the type of schedule I have, you know, he needs more time to spend with his school. He needs more time to recharge. He needs more time alone. He can't, I recharge in social settings. So that also helps me yeah. do stuff yeah. like this and recharge for him. He would do stuff like this. And then he needs that quiet time alone to, to recharge from that. So I think recognizing everyone's different. Not everyone's made for entrepreneurship or doing a million things at once. And that's fine. Everyone's built different. And I think, you know, if you need to focus on one thing at once and do that really well, do that, you know, just find the routine that works for you, but also test your limits and see, okay, could I be adding a little bit more of something I want to do um, in my life? When I, when I hear people talk about, you know, working a nine to five job and saying, oh, I wish I could run a business or start a project or start a hobby. I'm like, well, you can just like carve out a little bit of time. It doesn't have to be a full commitment of 40 hours a week, but like, three hours a week that you just put into a passion project if you really want to do that. But again, like it has to come from, yes, I really yeah. want to make this change. But um, I would say don't, yeah, the biggest thing is like really try to actually realize what you're using your time with, where you can be more productive if you want to. And that's where you're, you'll be able to have more time management. Yeah. So the secret to actually productivity is to be, to do what you love doing. Because when it gets, uh, you have too many things that you kind of feel like, I need to do this because other people do this, you yeah. get overwhelmed, right? Definitely. And there's things like you have to do. Like I, I, I have a midterm tomorrow. Do I want to study for it? No, like it's not something I want to do, but I have to do it. So there's definitely things that you're going to have to do and carve out the time for. Um, but you have to really, I think the part there, um, Dimitro is going back to, okay, what's my goal? I'm going to study for this midterm, even though I don't want to, because my goal is to get my degree, you know? So it's, even though I don't want to, do the task itself it's working mm. towards something i love there's things in my job i love this job but there's things that like administrative work emails i don't love yeah. doing emails but like it's part of the the package and i have to carve out time for it if i want to um make this work so i think just like looking into your routine and being like okay where can i actually you know cut down some time if i spend mm -hmm. four hours watching netflix every day can i make it three hours and just spend an hour you know doing something productive um and that's not necessarily you know something that social media or people say is productive. Like, what do you want to work on? Whether that's a business or going to the gym, like make time for it. Um, yeah. The biggest thing, if, if something's really important to you, just make time for it and stop like necessarily just building excuses. If, mm -hmm. if you don't want to do something, just say, I don't want to do that thing, but saying, Oh, I want to start a business or I want to go to the gym, but I just don't have time for it. Like you need to just figure out ways to make it work for you. Right. As a way, do you feel sometimes guilty if you want to relax and do nothing? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a really hard time um, sitting still. And I would say when I sit down to relax or watch a show, I'll usually end up like watching the show and then editing something on my phone or posting content. So it, it's very hard for me. I think the issue with that too is because when I have free time, that's the only time I can like get my work done. Mm -hmm. And because this started out as like a hobby for me um, and I've been in school like my whole life, I always use my free time to film videos. Like that was what I did mm -hmm. for fun, you know? So now that it has turned into a job, it's definitely changed that dynamic. So um, 
yeah, it's definitely hard to find time or like when I have a day off, let's say, like I usually spend the whole day working just to get stuff done. So, um, yeah, I definitely do feel guilty when I just like don't do anything because I'm like, oh, I should be doing something, which is something I need to work on personally of just like allowing myself to, um, do nothing sometimes, but also, um, that's not necessarily what makes me happy. So I think for, for someone who needs that time to recharge, needs that time, um, kind of to do nothing to feel better. I think that's really important. But for me, sometimes that can just send me into like an anxious, not so good feeling. So I'd rather, you know, go on a walk or, or hang out with friends and spend my time doing that, that, that actually recharges me in the end. Yeah, and Lavinia, how do you usually plan your day? Do you plan like a, a hat or how it happens? Yeah, definitely like plan ahead. I would say having like calendar and a, a schedule definitely helps, but um, also just being super flexible as well helps me too. Um, you know, like if there's 10 things I need to do today, um, I find it easier than like setting exactly the time I need to do those things. Like that can help mm -hmm. too, but you know, things jump up in the middle of the day. I find rather saying, okay, I'm going to spend... Um, from this hour to this hour doing these tasks, you know, and kind of working through them that way um, helps me for sure. And yeah, planning my week is very important. Like next week I'm, I'm traveling. So this week I need to look ahead and be like, okay, mm -hmm. since I'm gone next week, what do I need to get done so that I'm not falling behind? Um, and that I'm meeting like all my deadlines for work and school and, and all of that for sure. So it's definitely good to have like, I think some type of schedule. And I think, when you're also self-employed, it can be easy to kind of push things off and be like, I don't need to do that. But like yeah. setting those deadlines for yourself, like, okay, I'm doing this today. Like this is due this day can, can really help. Yeah. Talking about productivity, like uh, I read that uh, one of the case of uh, having anxiety or being stressful is uh, not knowing what to do. Like when do you, yes. you don't plan your things, you just don't know what to, where to start from. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it does kind of come from, and, and even, you know, when people procrastinate, like I, I procrastinate all the time when it, especially when it comes to school, it's more just because you don't know exactly where to start. It's not necessarily because you don't want to do it um, mm -hmm. or it's lack of knowledge, you know, or lack of preparation um, for sure. Like even for, let's say like an exam at school, right? A lot of times when people are super stressed about an exam, it's because they don't know the content. That's why they're stressed, right? If you come in super prepared, you might still have a bit of that anxious test writing, but you'll feel a lot more confident going into it. So I, I totally agree with that there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lavinia, looking forward, like what are some goals or dreams that you are working towards uh, both personally and uh, professionally? For sure. Um, definitely like I have a lot of, you know, things that I want to do. Um, in this space and like the skin positivity space. I mean, I want to keep having like these conversations in a more meaningful way than just like a makeup tutorial or a video online. Like I want to continue growing like the loud talk space, um, both mm -hmm. online and offline. I would love to do some sort of like talks and stuff like in person, um, outside of like just, um, online. And then, um, yeah, I, I have a lot of goals for like the Lavinia Rosanda brand personally, but then also with nine to five, like that is a whole separate brand. I don't think that brand is, is me. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. It's they, they think I'm the face of the brand. No, I'm, I'm a founder of the brand, <laughs> but I'm not the face yeah. of it. Like if you go on the social media, like I'm barely on the socials, like, you know, I'm not the face of the brand. That's not the message we're trying to send with nine to five. So I have goals of growing that brand separately because I want to, you know, have, have something that's not attached to 
my face and my name um, as well and kind of show my skills through through that as well. So that's definitely a huge goal. Um, graduating, I, I'm excited to graduate next year and that's that's a big goal for me. Um, and then, you know, just just continuing my my message here. Um, you know, I have we have some exciting products in the works that I can't say too much about right now, but um, with the brand nine to five that I do also think kind of relate to to my content as well. But mm-hmm. um, I do want it to obviously be its own standalone brand. Um, yeah, what else there um, this year? I think yeah, my big focus this year. I, I also don't like to plan like too too far ahead in the future because I think everything can change so fast, even like in a few months. Absolutely. So. Yeah. This year, you know, main goal for the next year is, yeah, graduating, you know, working to expand the brand and just continuing to spread my message online. And then yeah, after I graduate, we'll we'll see from there what what kind of path I, I go on. You know, like I, I really like how you describe your goals. And um, for me personally, in the past, I had literally dreams writing like new year resolutions i want to heal my skin i want to fix my skin i want to fix my health and so it was the main focus it was the main life purpose Mm -hmm. in the past i think you went went through the same stage and you left it right absolutely i think even this year like um when I was yeah creating kind of my vision board and everything even for like my fitness goals I didn't say like oh I want to look this certain way or I want my skin mm-hmm. like I, I literally put on my vision board like get this many hours of sleep this year you know like um like do this many laps of swimming like I I set goals that just like you know have more intention behind them rather than and like maybe yeah through that it'll probably help my health help my skin like you know it will help that as well but I think you're totally right in making you have to really think about the intention of your goals and are you like focusing on the result or are you focusing on the journey? Yeah, yeah I love it so much. And uh, for me, it was also personal choice when I realized that I want finally to do sports for myself and yeah. for my health, but not how my butt look li- looks like or how do I have apps or not? How would other people judge me or not? But finally, how my body feels. Do yeah. I feel stretched or not? Do I feel sick or not sick? Health or not health? That was the main goal. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so important. And that's kind of going back to the whole um, social media thing too. Um, Dimitri, when you asked me like for tips for content creators who kind of want to get in it for like the benefits like you have to really think about the intention behind it like why are you doing this what's the message you're sharing with the world and yeah if you get the results same with the fitness journey if you get abs or get like that's cool but like what why was the bigger reason behind it and I think that's what we all need to focus on with all aspects of our life is like what's my intention behind behind this yeah exactly I'm going to the gym and there is there is this guy there he's six years old but he looks at maybe 40 and he has amazing physique, amazing. Yeah. Once I asked him, like, how does he train, you know? And he said he'd, he's been doing this for 40 years. 40 years every day. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's, it's his life. It's, it's like, it's his lifestyle. It's, yeah. him, like, it's part of his life, I think. He just can't imagine not doing this. Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people don't get to in, even with, like, any work or anything you're trying to get towards. It's not, like, an overnight thing where you can just, like, you know, like on social media, people would probably ask that guy, what's your workout routine? I want to look just like you. And it's like, 
well, he's been doing it for so long that that's yeah. why he has those results. It's not like he just used a magic product or did a magic workout routine once and it's like, boom, like he, it's all about consistency and, and the mindset he probably had to um, invest in himself and in his future that way. That's yeah. really inspirational for sure. People want to hear easy solutions. What's yeah. your answer, guys? It's just disappointment for many people. They want fast, easy solutions. Definitely, definitely they do, yeah. And uh, Lavinia, I have the last question. Sure. What advice would you give young yourself if you had this possibility? Um, I would say like the biggest things are, you know, kind of slow down, don't stress, like everything, everything will come at its time. And that's kind of going back to the conversation we had earlier with any disappointment I might have felt with like social media, like everything has its time and comes at the right time. Um, the second thing I would say is, don't stress so much about a grade because I was like so crazy about, you know, like if I didn't get a hundred on a test, like I would feel like I personally failed. And now it's like, like, I, I don't even, I don't look back and think, Oh yeah, that one exam I wrote four years ago, that really impacted me. Like, no, I don't remember it. Right. So um, just taking like less pressure, like taking away some pressure from, from school for sure. Um, and then the last thing, just like, yeah, like always, um, I'm just like proud of like the little girl who just started doing what she loved and didn't really care about any haters or, or judgment at school because I see so many people who are like, yeah, I started a channel when I was younger, but like I got bullied and um, I didn't keep going with it. So I'm just, I'm just proud of that, that little girl for just keep, um, keep posting and not really focusing on what other people have to say. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for words. So this was Lavinia Rosanda, amazing content creator and person who inspires millions of people worldwide through many social media platforms. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you so much for your yeah thank you to both of you for for having me on i i really enjoyed this and it was it was kind of nice to be on like the flip side of the the questions i i usually am asking everyone else these <laughs> it was cool uh, yeah. yeah we hope you felt comfortable definitely yeah, <laughs> no, thank thank so you. yeah uh, guys um please follow us follow lavinia we will link we will add all the links in the in the description box follow us through all the channels YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, TikTok, and so on. So, yeah, this uh, conversation was super inspiring, and we are looking forward for your feedback as well. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Lavinia. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay updated with our future content and support what we are doing, don't forget to give it a thumb up, subscribe and ring the notification bell so you never miss our latest episode.